Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic, a very important topic today is three terrorist plots to attack four different states in the United States. Let me say it again. There are three terrorist plots to attack four different states, and we're going to cover that today. Now, before I get into covering it, let me just say a real big thank you. As you recall, Jason Meeks had a dream that we should start asking people to join the Prophecy Club, $9.90 a month, and we've been asking that now for the last couple of months. And I want to say thank you, because it's been like in the past, kind of a feast or famine, when we would get in a real jam, I would say, hey, we're in a jam, and then some donations would come in, and then nothing for a while. And then I'd say, hey, we're in a jam, some donations come in, so it's up and down, up and down. So it was a real battle. And ever since we've been asking people to do this, it's like it's evened out, and it's like there's not that pressure. There's not the day when I wake up and go, you know, we're in financial trouble. So thank you so much. I believe that it's doing you good because you're actually joining something. And when you join something, that means you share in the souls of that ministry. And at $9.90, doesn't seem like much, but boy, to us, it seems like a whole lot. Now, to many of you, that may be a very, very, very big sacrifice. To whatever it is, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And you, there are a lot of you that give more than just the $9.90. Anyway, thank you. We are really feeling it here at the Prophecy Club, so thank you very much. And those of you, we're asking everybody, everybody that watches Prophecy Club, just join Prophecy Club. Hence the word club, okay? You join a club, okay? Like a fitness club, you join the club. So we're asking you to join Prophecy Club, $9.90 a month, and it will make all the world of difference to you and also to us. Okay, so the first one comes, it's called Sleeper Cells, Snake, and Prey. It's actually three dreams from Jeremiah Johnson. In the first dream, I was taken to numerous terrorist sleeper cells in America. I better read that again. Numerous terrorist sleeper cells in America. We were just talking just moments ago, driving down the road from praying to some for someone at a hospital. And we said, you know, there's some six million people that have come across the border in the last couple of years since Biden been in control. And I said, I haven't seen them, one of them. I haven't felt them, one of them. It hasn't made a difference in my life. How about yours? They said, no, they hadn't seen a difference either. But my answer is just wait. It's coming. And same thing for these. Just wait. It's coming. In the first dream, I was taken to numerous terrorist sleeper cells in America. To my surprise, many of them met in rural neighborhoods, and we're very well organized. In other words, they're doing this quietly, secretly. That tells you that this is just not hodgepodge, just a bunch of evil people that are just going hither and yon and all disorganized. It tells you that there is a head to the snake. And that's the reason they were giving them cell phones that cannot be broken into. They're encrypted. And so they're well organized. And it also tells us evil people in very high places probably above president, are orchestrating it all. I was handed a piece of paper at one of the meetings, and on it were listed two objectives of the groups who met. One, to destroy Christian liberties in America. Things like free speech. Uh, we, when we walked into the hospital, I noticed that there was a, a sign on the wall 
that said, you know, we don't discriminate and you're not supposed to basically ask about anybody's sex, sexual orientation or religion. Okay, so that means we're going to keep all discussion of religion out of our businesses. That means that you can't proselytize. You can't go up and tell somebody about Jesus. And here at a hospital, that means you're not really supposed to be praying for anybody. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's their official policy. All of these things are set up to destroy a Christian nation. One, to destroy Christian liberties in America. Two, to cause coordinated chaos and destruction in certain cities and states. Remember we just talked about this, I think it was in the last program, Ordo Ab Chaos on the front of Albert Pike's Bible called Morals and Dogma. And it says Ordo Ab Chao, and that means order out of chaos. Order? What order? A new world order. Out of what chaos? A chaos they create. They want to destroy the old world order based upon the Bible, and they will bring in a new world order based upon the Antichrist. That's their objective. In this dream, I was given four specific states that need to be increased prayer covering. Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, and Maryland. So, if you're living in one of those states, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, and Maryland, they suggest that you need to start increasing your prayer. I'm going to say no. It shouldn't be a suggestion. <laughs> All of the Christians in those four city, or those four states, and really all 50 states need to be praying. And it goes on to say here in just a second, they need to walk their block. We'll talk about that when we get there. I was also taken to several larger gatherings where information about upcoming terrorist attacks was being distributed. In other words, they're now moving from the gathering phase into the plotting stage. That means that they're handing out things like grenades, bullets, rifles, oh, much more than that explosives. Who knows how bad it's going to get. Indianapolis, Indiana, and an unknown city in New Jersey. So that's four states, two cities, three cities, one of the which was not mentioned, exactly which one it was. So again, if you're in Indianapolis, and some unknown city in New Jersey, or if you're in Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, or Maryland, I'm going to suggest that you walk and pray your block. Now, again, I'm about to get there. If you live in these states or cities mentioned, I encourage you to consider sowing significant prayer prayer time, asking God to expose and reveal these organized and hidden terrorist sleeper cells. I'm going to say, wherever you live, we all got to start praying. We got to start praying real hard. Dream to it, too. Three-headed snake. I saw a large black cobra snake three heads that had incredible striking capabilities. To my shock, it had dug a system of tunnels underneath cities in America and had easy access to those terror sleeper cells. Hopefully by now you understand that there is a massive tunnel system underneath all of the world, every nation. As a matter of fact, in I'm going to say it was about 1998, I was living in Topeka, Kansas at the time, and there was a guy that was on the Kansas City radio station, secular station, and he was talking about how he had the patent, how he had been part of a team that invented a tunneling machine. So I went to the hotel, and I watched him give that talk. And the tunneling machine looked like a bullet, and he explained how it works. 
he said there's a very, very powerful laser in the front of it. And it blasts the rock in the ground and the whatever is in front of it. And it turns it to ash. And then before the ash can even settle down, it moves at about five miles an hour. And the front of it, the, the, like the front of the bullet looking type deal, is really, really hot. as heated up from atomic heaters. And it melts that ash into place. And so it just like covers, it makes like a concrete tunnel. And it moves at about five miles an hour through rock or sand or whatever. And this is about eight kilometers down. And they have tunnels going around the world. Uh, and through these tunnels, by the way, it's not powered by electricity. It's powered by off-world technology. And they go several times the speed of sound. And there's been many things that have run across through the years that has confirmed that. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses let a thing be established. Well, I certainly have had several confirmations to that. So anyway, I saw a large black cobra snake with three heads that had incredible striking capabilities. To my shock, it had dug a system of tunnels under these cities in America and had easy access to these terror sleeper cells. At a particular gathering, I was confronted by this demonic beast, and it revealed to me its agenda and plans. As it lifted up its three heads to strike me, I saw written on the neck of the first head. Now, hang on, hang on. You see, that's the way God talks, is he talks. As you read Revelation, many of the other prophets, he would do something like this. It's called a parable. In other words, one story is the, the story in the front is not the point. The other story behind it is the point. What it's saying is terrorist cells have, not are, have already a massive tunnel system and are able to move, move around and communicate with each other. And it basically has three heads. In other words, three leaders. That's what it's really saying. And the first leader is Marxism, death to the Jews, and Esther shall not rise. Now, let me go back up and read it to explain. As it lifted up its three heads to strike me, I was written, I saw written on the neck of the first head, Marxism. That's communism, okay? Communism says, well, capitalism's not any good. Capitalism is making the people at the top rich, whereas Marxism or, capitalism, or communism makes, it, makes all of the people poor. And, of course, that is actually correct because the difference between capitalism and communism is this. Capitalism is the uneven distribution of wealth. Some people get more than others. Whereas communism is the even distribution of poverty. Communism is thought up by the devil to control the people so that a very elite group hidden at the top make all the money, pull all the strings, and control all the people. Whereas capitalism gives each person the opportunity to do as good as they possibly can do. Which is why God says that we should not covet because God blesses this person more than he does that person. Now let's go back. As it lifted up its three heads to strike me, I saw written on the neck of the first head, Marxism, meaning the first things attacking uh, America is Marxism or, capital or, or communism. And that's what Dmitry Dudeman was told too. Communism is the biggest threat that America has. On the neck of the second head, I saw death to the Jews. Well, of course, that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a big war scare. We're seeing the Jews attacked terribly. By who? Well, at the end of the day, it's Lucifer. 
He's the one that's always been trying to kill the Jews. I, had, I, I saw death to Jews written on it, and the neck of the third head is said, Esther shall not rise. What does that mean? I'm going to explain. As I quickly read all these inscriptions of the large three-headed cobra snake, it suddenly hissed the word Hamas. Well, what's Hamas? Hamas means, it's, it's a Hebrew word meaning violence. So they rule with violence. And of course, that's what the Molochs have said. We've ruled this planet for thousands of years. We'll destroy it rather than give it up. Because that's what they do. With blackmail, they say, you do this or we're going to do this. Or with bribery, they say, or if you'll do this, we'll do this good for you. So it's controlling other people to do evil. Let's go on. Immediately I knew in the dream that America is facing a spiritual battle on three fronts. The word Hamas means violence. It is manifesting in these three primary areas. Okay, so there's three things. Marxism, which is really communism attacking America. Death to Jews, which is Satan is trying to stir up hatred and violence toward the Jewish people in America. And Esther shall not rise. Now, he says that that means that Satan is waging war on female voices in America and does not want them to speak and walk in their God-given authority. And I'm going to say, no, that's not the interpretation. I'll show you why. So, let's go to the scripture see what the scripture says about that. In uh, Esther 7.1, here's what it says. Talking about Queen Esther had made a banquet for the king, and Haman, who was plotting to kill all of the Jews, she invited to the banquet. Let's jump to verse 7.1. So the king and Haman came to the banquet with Esther the queen. And the king said again to Esther, What is your petition, Queen Esther? And she said, Me and my people have been sold out. We are to be destroyed and slain and perish. To that the king says, What? So Esther the queen then points over to Haman, said, This guy Haman is trying to kill me and all my people. And that was news to the king. So the king went out. Here, I'll just summarize what happened. King went into the garden to think about what he was going to do. And in the meantime, Haman saw he was in trouble because he had already built gallows and he was going to hang Mordecai, a very pure and very powerful prophet of God, and start hanging the Jewish people on the gallows the very next day. So the king walked out into the garden and was thinking about what he was going to do. Haman went over to the queen and apparently had fallen down on the bed trying to convince the king or the queen not to have him killed. About that time, the king walks back in, and this is what he says. He says, uh, Haman had fallen on the bed where Esther was, and he says, Will you force the queen in my own house? About that time, the servants already saw what was happening, and so they went up and put a, a, a covering over Haman's head, and the next day Haman was king, or was, was killed. Now, in the third, let's back into the prophecy to understand it. So the prophecy says, Esther shall not rise. Esther saved the Jewish people. So the prophecy is saying, in this case, there's not going to be one that rises up among the Jews to save the Jews. Now, that brings the next question. So why would God refuse to save the Jews from the Palestinians? Think about it for a second. Why would God refuse to raise up a Jew 
from within the Jews to save Israel. Why? Is it because that's part of his plot? What? You mean he wants to kill him? No, no. Here's what's going to happen. Remember I told you that the, the Lord told me that this is not the end of Israel. This is not the end of the world. This thing, this big war that's going on now in Israel will calm down. And at the conclusion of it, this is what Leslie was told. The Palestine, that Israel will give the Palestinians a state. But it'll be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen the military. Then oil will be discovered. Massive amounts of oil will be discovered in Israel, and I think I know who's going to discover it. The oil will do two things. It'll make the Jews willing to fight for their land, and it'll provide the funds for Israel to build up their military. Then Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world, and Israel will emerge. Now, this is not part of the prophecy. This is what the, the Bible says. Israel will emerge and get him back all of their land, all the way from the Euphrates, all the way over to the Nile River, which is about a third of Egypt, most possibly even all of Saudi Arabia, Oman, Qatar, um, Jordan, much of, much of Turkey, not all of it, much of Turkey, uh, all the way up to the, the, from the, anyway, I've showed you the map. But why would God not raise up someone within the Jews to save the Jews? Why? Because he is putting a hook in their jaw. Ezekiel 38 verse 4 says, I will put a hook in your jaw. Here it is. Let me show you in the scriptures. Joel 3. For behold, in those days and that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem. Now that word captivity, not talking about jail or prison. It's talking about wealth. Why? Because massive amounts of oil are going to be found in Israel. And I personally believe that it will begin to dry the wells of the surrounding nations. When those wells start going dry, they'll have no other choice but to go down to attack Israel to get the oil. <coughs> That's the hook in the jaw. In other words, God is not going to raise up one within Israel to save Israel. Instead, he's going to bring all of the world. That's what this is going to say. I'll show you. All the world down to attack little Israel, it's Armageddon. And that's when Jesus returns with a morning star and destroys them in a moment of the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. Behold, in those days and that time, I will bring against the wealth of Judah and Jerusalem. I will also gather all nations and will bring them, the whole new world order, okay? Bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. The word Jehoshaphat means judgment. Down to the valley of judgment. I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage. Now, plead doesn't mean I beg you not to do this. He said, I'm going to destroy you. That's what he's saying. Whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Now, it only says this parted my land. I only find it one place in the Bible, and that's the only place. Meaning, there is no question. The parting of my land has to do with, in my opinion, what is about to happen probably next year. When they give the Palestinians a state, that will be the fulfillment of it. That means these scriptures here, Joel chapter 3, are now in progress and about to be fulfilled. Now let's go on, there's more. Verse 9, proclaim you among the Gentiles, prepare war. Okay, it's not a time of peace. Prepare war. He, this is spoken to Israel. Prepare war, make up the mighty men, let all the men of, Israel, of war draw near, let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Why? Because God is getting Israel ready for Armageddon. Assemble yourselves and come, all ye heathen, 
This is all the new world order. And gather yourselves together round about all of the nations around Israel. Round about, thither cause the mighty ones to come down. O Lord, let the heathen be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, or judgment. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle. That's the second thing that's talking about. This is at the end. This is Armageddon. That's what this is talking about. This is straight out of Revelation 19. Put you in the sickle, or the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full. The fats overflow. Read Revelation 19. You'll understand that. I don't have time to go into it right now. For their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. In other words, this is all that burden themselves with Israel shall be the stone shall fall on and shall crush them to powder as in ashes. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. That's Jehoshaphat. The sun and the moon shall be darkened and the stars shall withdraw their shining. That's straight out of the fourth and fifth vial, the last week before Jesus returns. The Lord shall roar out of Zion. That's straight out of 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. And utter his voice. Remember, utter his voice with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's what it's talking about. Jerusalem and heavens and the earth shall shake. Remember, the earth turns upside down, scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. It reels to and fro like a drunkard. It's uh, cast forth like a, a cottage, was like a, a hammock swinging in the wind, okay? But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. Now let's go to his third dream. In the third dream, I visited a church in America and sat down in the sanctuary. The minister got up to preach a message, and the title flashed on the screen, Gather to Scatter. I think this is a prophetic direction for the church. I don't think it's a prophetic direction for just organized churches. I think it's a prophetic direction for all who name the name of Jesus. He preached about the need for those in attendance to consider prayer walking their neighborhood. Now, let's hang on. Let's talk about that. Henry Groover is probably the greatest prayer walker in human history. A good friend of mine had him in a home many times. As a matter of fact, I think he made more DVDs for Prophecy Club than any other speaker we had. And go to watchprophecyclub.com, pull up Henry Groover. You can see G-R-U-V-E-R, Henry Groover. And you can watch his videos. Henry was directed by the Lord to get a map. And he, I think he walked like over 200 cities around the globe. He would get a map and systematically walk up and down every street in the city. Praying loud, praying in the spirit, pulling down strongholds, loosening the angels to do warfare. When he was done, he would go up to a high point, lift his hands, and reclaim the land for God. And many times, revival would break out in the city after that was over. That's what he's talking about. He's saying Christians gathered together in a prayer to scatter the works of darkness. Gather to scatter. Let me back up and read it again. So the minister got up to preach a message, and the title flashed on the screen. Gather to scatter. He preached about the need for those in the attendance to consider. I'm going to say not consider you. We better be doing it. Consider prayer walking their neighborhood, schools, and taking the gospel to work every day. That's not carrying the Bible. That's going down there and talking about it, okay? Carry the Bible too, but he mentioned that he was aware of underground terror activity in America and was calling the church. Again, that's not a building. 
that's people that call on the name of Jesus, calling the church to increase prayer and revival. The minister said that the purpose behind the corporate service was to gather. Remember, the Bible says that you should go in groups of two, okay? Service to gather so that the congregation would scatter during the week to win the lost and make disciples. That means going out to all the world, preach the gospel, and thus scattering the works of darkness. He closed in prayer and told those of us in attendance that America had entered a new season where church attendance would no longer be enough. He specifically instructed that we need to be reading the book of Acts and Revelation every month. And I have to plug my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. I think it's probably one of the greatest prophecy books outside of the Bible because, well, all right, in case you're not familiar with it, the story is, in 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I didn't think anything special was going to happen, but something special did start happening. I started getting revelations. Now, revelations were just wisdom just jumped into my head that I'd never seen before. I never, I never understood revelation in the whole, the end times, like I did all of a sudden supernaturally. He gave me 30 revelations, two visions, and one audible voice. And he showed me in one of those visions a secret door. One word, the word first fruits, found in Leviticus 23.10 and Revelation 14.4. And that one word, first fruits, is a time tunnel. It's a link between the feasts of Leviticus 23 and the prophecies of Revelation. And what it did is it showed me that the seven feasts are a pattern of the last seven months and the things that happened the last seven months. And that perfectly laid out with what the audible voice told me, which said the seven trumpets play over seven, excuse me, the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, and the seven vials play over seven days. One of the other visions told me that you can't learn some things by just audio and video. In other words, I can talk until I'm blue in the face, but you're never going to understand it. The vision said some things must be learned by actually reading them. And that's when he told me to put it into a book called Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. You want to get this book. You can get it at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. This book will help you to understand the end times like never before. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. It takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put it into a bread machine, push a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices. And if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, and it says everything we want, can sustain a person, one person for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you Excellent nutrition. It tastes good. Long storage life. 10 minutes to combine the ingredients. 2 hours, 20 minutes to make it. 
Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph's Kitchen, they send it out in 100 mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable. It's nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot much longer shelf life, kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable. Keep in a climate-controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the, these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat. And I think they've got 54 of those boxes, a bunch of them. So Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now. You go to most of these places, they say out of stock. So here's what you want to do. Everybody needs to get a machine package. These are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries. Put them into a grinder. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients. Push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Then you have to decide how much food you want. You want food two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. And if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down, you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com. Joseph's Kitchen. Rule number one, make sure your name is written in the book of life. Rule number one, ask Jesus to forgive your sins. That's the most important thing, most important thing, most important thing. Number two, most important thing, whatever happens, do not take that mark of the beast. You take that mark of the beast, You can cut your hand off, you can chisel off your forehead, but you're going to spend all eternity with the beast, the false prophet, and a thousand years later, Lucifer joins them, and all the other people that take the mark of the beast, and there is no hope of escape. You are tormented. That means you're in total pain. It means that your body, although it's not a body of flesh, whatever it is, your body is totally being burned. For all eternity, and there is no stopping it, there is no escaping it, whatever happens, you do not want to take that mark of the beast. Which, by the way, I would recommend you go to prophecyclub.com and get my book, Miss the Mark. As a matter of fact, it's sold so much, we are, I think, now going into the fifth printing. This book is simple. It only takes about three hours to read. If you, it's designed to give to someone that's not a Christian, doesn't know Jesus, hadn't read the Bible, give it to anybody out there. If they'll read the first few pages, they'll probably finish the book. And if they finish the book, I don't care what God they used to have, they're not going to take that mark of the beast. <laughs> and chances are very strong they'll receive Jesus. So for that, I would send you to prophecyclub.com. One for 20, and you'll have to check and get the, I mean, the, whatever the other prices are. I will say this, they just went up substantially on our printing price. And so guess what? No surprise, we had to go up on our prices too. Uh, but nevertheless, not about money. It's about winning souls. So what is an EMP Shield device? It's a device you can put on your car and your house that in an EMP attack is supposed to stop the attack. And if you go to empshield.com, and if you use the promo code PROPHECY, they give you a $50 discount. They also have videos up there. Shows you how to install it on your car and your house and everything, and it's not difficult at all. I've got one of them right here. Red goes to red, black goes to black, green goes to the car, uh, body of your car, 
and you just peel it off the back, stick it under there. You've got another device that goes on your house. So not complicated. Take you about 10 minutes to put them in. So empshield.com promo code is prophecy.